To Die For podcast includes the spooky, scary, salacious, and sometimes psychotic. Listener discretion is advised. All right, here we are. Welcome back to To Die For, an episode 73. I I know, I know. Look at us go. We're getting old. Almost triple digits. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I am Liza, and this is Noodles. Hello, hello. And we are back for some more true crimey goodness. And not only do we have another doozy for this week and next week, we have special guest Brit joining us. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to hear all about today's topic, whatever it might be. Well, ju- hold on. You might not be so excited. <laughs> oh, no, I used I to think be. that too, and then all of a sudden I had <laughs> nightmares every night. <laughs> you know, I have nightmares a lot too. So okay, so I'll you're perfect. <laughs> It'll yeah. be fine. She's, she's primed and ready to go. Yeah, no, she's been... She's as weird as I am in this, so <laughs> yeah. oh, right. it's fine. She'll be right. We're, we're ready for this thing. <laughs> Sometimes I'll wake up in the morning and be like, husband, let me tell you all about my fucked up dream I had. And he's like, I don't remember I any don't really... of my dreams. So <laughs> how do you know all of these? No, I'm good. Don't tell me. <laughs> don't, don't tell me at all. <laughs> yeah, so I'm excited. I am interested to see... I'm sure you do know this one, Britt, but it's one of those ones where I'm like, ooh, I wonder if you do, but I bet you do, because you know, like, all the weird, fucked up serial killers like me. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, our topic for the next two weeks, actually three weeks, is Mother Russia. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> Did you choose this because we're like, they're about to fucking attack Ukraine and oh, we're about shit. to go to I World War III? I, like, I, we're literally days into like, the potential. Like, oh my God. <laughs> I uh, I did not think about that, so uh, that's awkward. But Topical. Uh, here we are. Here we are. I guess we do it before. This is like, <laughs> this is like Black History Month all over again with that horrible episode that we did <laughs> about New Orleans. That was fucking horrible. What was the name of that one? New Orleans. Oh, oh. Lori? Yeah, Lori. Oh, God. Yep. Yeah, that one's pretty bad. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, with that, we're going to just kind of dive right in. And Britt this week is going to give us our fun fact for the episode. So she got just the hint of Russia and that's it. So take it away. Great. Well, I want to start out by saying that um, I love history. I'm a big history buff and I have been watching this show called The Great on Hulu. I'm not sure if either of you have seen it. It's a very loose representation of Catherine the Great coming to power in Russia. Mm. Uh, it's fantastic. I highly recommend it. Incredible oh, wait. storytelling. My wife, yeah, my wife's watching that like literally right now. It's I was just, really, I just, really I just left the room and I was like, oh, they're talking about her overthrowing. Wait, <laughs> yeah, yeah, overthrowing awesome. her husband, which cool. is exactly what Catherine the Great did. So. I decided to bring something um, a little bit lighthearted to this. Uh, oh, good. We're gonna so my that. my fact about Russia um, is actually about the uh, – it's called the Hermitage Museum, which is like one of the biggest art museums in the world. It used to be a uh, the Winter Palace, which was Ooh. built by Peter the Great in like the 1700s. After his death, Elizabeth took over. The Winter Palace was renovated, and it became became the official royal family residence for many, many years. And then oh. Catherine the Great, like, she commissioned this detached palace next to the Winter Palace called the Hermitage, and it was used to house all of her artwork, 
her jewelry, entertain awesome. foreign dignitaries that were visiting <laughs> Russia. Dude, and I then, have a separate building for my jewelry. Okay. Right? <laughs> I do too. It, it sounds like the perfect little place. And it was called the Hermitage because nobody was allowed to go there. A hermitage is a place for like one person. So it was very exclusive. Wow. Most people didn't get in. But then in um, like the 19, in 1917, after the Russian Revolution, all of the palaces were turned into public museums, including the Winter Palace and the Hermitage. So the Hermitage became the Hermitage Art Museum. That's awesome. Did they retain a bunch of her art or no? Um, I believe that they did. And then World War II happened right. and there was a lot of shady shit that went on around that. <laughs> art went did missing. Yeah, you know, there's a lot might have been a bit of shady shit happening. I knew there used to be something on World that War wall. II, what? <laughs> but um, the most interesting thing about this uh, museum is that it's actually the home to about seventy cats that live uh, in the museum, and it's been since the, <laughs> since pretty much since Elizabeth's reign. Um, it said that Peter the Great probably had a cat named Vasily that, you know, used to skulk around the, uh, the palace. But when she took over, they realized that there was a horrible rat infestation because oh. St. Petersburg <laughs> and in, and the winter palace, um, there wasn't enough stone really to make whole stone foundations. So a lot of the buildings were made out of wood and it was in a marshland. So, it was the perfect breeding ground for a rat infestation. <laughs> oh, so girl. she wrote to and got like 30 cats and brought them <laughs> in and they became royal pets. And they were in charge of like getting all the mice. They all had really strict awesome. health regimes and wow. they were all neutered and they were all taken who's, care of. Whose and then job cats, was that? Right, royal so cat taker. Uh, hold on. You've, You've got really a really important, <laughs> a very important job. You've got to make very certain that all job. this art is like... <laughs> Not fucked with by the rats, like that. exactly. I mean, that's a the big most job. Important job. That's a huge job, and you know, <laughs> Catherine the Great really appreciated that because her art was she had an she got so much art. She was so into bringing um, art and culture and um, cool. science into Russia. So she actually employed them in her hermitage as the official like the official rat catch catchers, pretty much. So <laughs> I'm looking up the hermitage. hermitage. Yeah, it's really cool. The hermitage museum. Um, and so then up until about 1941, these cats were in the hermitage museum, but then the siege of Leningrad happened. And for about 900 days, there were many, many people stuck in Leningrad. And obviously the cats did not make it through. Tens of thousands of people also did not make it through, so that that was a pretty bad time. It's it's a bad time for us. Is everyone. this yeah exactly? So is then, this by chance, the uh, the palace that they used as a historical reference for Anastasia, they probably did. I'm not sure, but I'm sh uh, I'm I'm not positive. I didn't look that up, but I bet that it is because it was it, the home to all like all of the czars after. Uh, Catherine the Great until there were no more czars. That's but awesome. um, so in the 1950s, they brought the cats back and they tried to get rid of them in the 1960s, but discovered that they were better at catching rats than the chemicals were. So the, the cats came back, but nobody took care of them until 1995 when a woman discovered them in the basement and decided, no, we need to do something about these cats, started um, a fund for them. The museum uh, director also was like, no, we're going to make the basement into a space for the cats where now they have a 24-hour vet. They have three people that take care of them. Oh, they have um, they have all the food that they want. They roam around, except for in certain areas they obviously can't go into. Uh, and they try to keep it to about 50 cats, but they're not very good at that. They, uh, there's probably F about 50? 70. 50 cats. Um, they all have their own little like <laughs> ID passports and their health cards so that they know, like, oh, this cat is... Not Gretchen, an imposter. And she doesn't have a tail, you know, so everybody is aware of what's happening with all of these cats. And I just found it really pleasant. Um, and I, uh, if you can't tell, I'm a big cat person. I love dogs, but I am a cat person myself. Uh, and I thought that was just the cutest that there were awesome. like 70 cats living in an old palace in Russia that is now uh, one of the, I think it's the second or third largest art museum in the world. I love everything about that. I do. I do as well. <laughs> also, another, another fact is that we could be um, potentially bombed by 
Russia in a couple months. <laughs> Lovely. That sounds really yeah, nice. Thanks. Yep. Thanks for Perfect. bringing it back. I down. had to balance out that cheerful. Note. Oh, don't worry. I've got that covered. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Forget what I oh, just. Oh no. Said. Yeah, that's that's my job. Okay, we're right. gonna bring this shit down. Perfect. So. Great. So so after cats, it's all downhill from here. So. Exactly. <laughs> you know. And so now we're going to go after one of the worst serial killers in Russian history. <laughs> in Russian history, well, that we know of. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. Right, documented. We I are think looking I know at Andrei Chikatilo, yeah. also oh, okay. known as the Butcher of Rostov, the Red Ripper, and the Rostov Ripper. Yep. Yep. Do you know it too, Noodles? This is not a good one, guys. Anybody listening, <laughs> stick with the cats and leave now. There you go. <laughs> if you will, I will don't say, have nightmares. If you if you get upset or sad, look up pictures of cute cats. It will help. It will it does, help. Usually. Yes. Uh, this one gets another extra round of trigger warnings. Uh, so there you go. Uh, we're in for another bumpy ride. So let's uh, let's get into it. Oh, god damn it. You know you love me. I know. <laughs> You're like, damn it, and Brit's over there dancing. She's yeah, ready. I'm ready. I'm like, give it to me. Give me all the gruesome details. Let's Can't wait it. to dream about it later. <laughs> Perfect. All right, let's do it. Andre Chikatilo was born October 16th, 1936, in a rural village that I cannot pronounce. Rural village? <laughs> I also can't say rural village. I, try, I, try to pronounce it. I'd like to hear you You fail. I didn't even write it down because it was that bad. <laughs> like, that I was like, I can't even come close. He grew up in Russia. All right. <laughs> well, it was in the Ukraine, uh, SSSR, SSSSSSR. All so the S's. There a lot of s's i'm starting out really great we've made it through a <laughs> sentence and i've fucked up three times i think so far so that's cool it can only go up right it can only go I, up from here i hope so okay <laughs> so <laughs> it's coming on strong okay uh i'm a professional thank you uh, rate review subscribe give me money for this <laughs> Please. money for me failing horribly okay so Ukraine was in the midst of a massive famine under Stalin's rule, and Chikatilo's family were no different. They lived in a one-room hut and were in pretty much a perpetual state of semi-starvation. So, you know, okay. that's fun. He would later claim to not have eaten bread until the age of 12, which makes me oh. so sad because oh, bread man. is delicious. Not have eaten bread till the age of 12. Mm -hmm. You wonder if he was like, what the fuck is this shit? I don't want this. Like, <laughs> I don't. <do> bread? <laughs> Are you like not then obsessed with bread? Because I'm obsessed with bread. No, no. I'm just wondering I'm like so a obsessed. person's first, you know, you know, interaction with something I love it. I know everyone I know loved it, but what right. if you loved it? Like, right. I mean, 12 years of not having it, but right. also he said that their family would eat grass and leaves. So I kind of feel like bread <laughs> would be like a, I, no matter what, you're going to like that more than grass and leaves. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Anywho. Uh, anywho <laughs> uh, he also added that his mother told him repeatedly throughout his childhood that before he was born, he had a younger brother who had been kidnapped at the age of four and cannibalized by starving neighbors. Yeah. That's that's good. good that's good parenting. Growth. Like parenting 101 right there. It's just. I was know, told the same thing. I, and look what happened to you. <laughs> <laughs> Turned right into a drug addict. <laughs> who may or may not be a serial killer. <laughs> right. I'm still betting that Laura goes serial killer before <laughs> For you sure. do. Yeah. All right. Whether he actually had a brother or not has never been proven, but even if he didn't, like, that is some fucked up shit to grow up here. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. Like, mm -mm. That does not lead to good life choices. It is also believed that he suffered from hydrocephalus or water on the brain at birth, uh, which would then cause a genital urinary tract problems. That would later lead to bedwetting into his late adolescence, which, you know, his mother would brutally berate him for. And then the inability to sustain an erection. So, oh, you know, dude. things are just like really starting off great for him. No, he was kind of set up for failure, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> 
Then he had quite a bitch of a mom. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, just... like, did she Fuck. know about the erection thing or just the peen? That thing? was, yeah, that, the, peen, the erection thing came a bit later. The peen thing, she definitely would give him shit for. Mm. Now, granted, they also, I think, had to share a bed. So I do get where that would be unfortunate. I could get frustrated with that. Yeah, Nobody likes waking you- up. Waking up. I wet. mean, I'm sure some people yeah, do. But, but I'm sure the kid also didn't enjoy waking <laughs> right. up that way either. Not like, enjoying this. Yeah. yeah he could have turned he could have had a positive turnaround. I mean, like, yeah, I love that. <laughs> it's best. This is how I like waking this up. This is how I'm gonna cope with this thing. <laughs> that would be a better road to have taken than the one that he did. So I guess <laughs> if he had yes. only had a good outlook on life. If he had only gotten into Golden showers. <laughs> Pollyanna attitude. If he'd only had that, super healthy, right? Yeah, it's right. his fault. It's his fault. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, to top off this shit sandwich, the Soviet Union and... Let's try that again. The Soviet <laughs> Union entered World War II, and uh, Chikatilo's dad was conscripted. Oh, my God, you guys. You got Cons- this. Conscripted. I, I don't believe you've got this. Fuck you, noodles. <laughs> and the horse you rode in on. Let's just try that again. Tomorrow. All right. <laughs> T- tomorrow. You really want to try this again tomorrow? All right. No, I want to the dreams tonight. So okay. <laughs> okay, let's do it. Uh, so Chikatilo's dad was conscripted into the Red Army and then taken prisoner. So he wasn't around for years. So back at home, uh, Chikatilo and his mom witnessed bombings, fires, and shootings under the Nazi occupation. Uh, Their own hut was burned while they were forced to watch. You know, so good. You know, just more more Stable childhood. Really stable. (laughs) Stable childhood. In 1943, Chikatilo got a little sister, Tatiana, who couldn't have been his dad's because he had been gone for two years. And it's thought that she was most likely the result of his mom being raped by a German soldier, which Chikatilo may have witnessed. Is that a is that a confirmed or maybe not a confirmed, but definitely dad was not around. And there's a lot of speculation that that was probably I mean, they shared the same bed. Yeah, I know. Yeah, they had a one room hut. Like if something, I mean, going it's on, pretty hard to know if something wrong yeah. happened here. Yes. Yeah, so, Tatiana, I, that's like a super again. common name. Yeah, back to cats. Back to cats. Back, back to, to cats. cats. Jesus. Just, just we're we're gonna take a little cat break. Yeah. If uh, if it gets too much, just ask for another uh, another little factoid <laughs> about those cats at the at the Hermitage Museum, and I'll come right in with it. I know. Give me, she give has me a another... notebook filled with facts. <laughs> Of names, names and descriptions of each cat. No problem. <laughs> oh my god, I only want that to be the thing for every episode. Brit's cat facts. Not, we're not doing like Easy. fun facts about topics anymore. It's just going to be a facts. new cat fact for every. <laughs> All right. So, I. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just having fun letting all of my like really awful stories come out because Lolo isn't around. So uh yeah. You did awful stories with her around anyway. Not this awful. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, I mean like the toy box killer and like Yeah, we wouldn't killer, have done like, that one. No, no, she would have she would have cried. Okay. Uh so I'm going to speed up the timeline a little bit because we have a lot to get to. I just wanted to make sure that you got a really good picture of where this kid is coming from. So, are we we're feeling confident? Not a great this- place. Right. I would just, yeah. yeah, surmise. No. It's yeah. pretty bad. <laughs> Can't wait for it to get worse. Yeah. yeah Let's metastasize this fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> See what the hell happens Let's next. Do this. Okay. <laughs> So he begins going to school where he develops a love of reading and communism, and he becomes. <laughs> I mean, I mean what the fuck? You read about What's in the... school, and what of course you're going to find that? it interesting. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> he went to school. He had found a love for reading. I was like, oh wow, he's kind of cultured. And then you were just like, and communism. <laughs> And just to finish off that sentence, he also becomes the constant target for bullies. So, yay. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, reading and communism, two sides of the I same coin. I feel bad for this I kid. Mean, 
<laughs> this you is won't always soon. <laughs> this see exactly. That's exactly it. I always am in this dilemma where I do feel bad for these people. Yeah. Until they take No, it not even until. I, I don't still, know. Last I still... week Last week you had no sympathy for Jesse Parker or Jesse Ray or whatever her name was, the daughter. Well, yeah, she was a slut. <laughs> Just <laughs> <laughs> in a, not in a good way. In a really horrific way. In just a, in like a, just a horrible, anyway. I uh, feel bad for this kid. Yeah. Right and, now. And then I lose all feeling bad. Okay. He's awkward around girls. And at around this time, he discovers his impotence, which also does not help any, any of the anything that has gone on previously. <laughs> If there was a mold, this was this is the kid that does. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ! Yeah, Give him a yeah. Break. It's like, do you want to learn how to create a serial killer? <laughs> I, this is really like the the perfect way to do it. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. You know, you throw in a little bit of the like crazy horrendous mother. Yeah, any um, mothers out there that want to want a serial killer kid? Here you go. Some World War Two atrocities. Uh, Reading and starvation. <laughs> You know, some bullying. Don't forget the bullying. bullying. Yeah. Impotence. uh, You know, some brain trauma when you were little. Yeah. You just, you just, you mix it all together and you get a horrendous serial killer. All right. Man. Oh my God. I just had the, like, the dumbest and, like, worst. I, I don't know if either of you guys play Animal Crossing. I love Animal Crossing. No. But you know how you get recipes for things to build? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can get a recipe for a serial killer. <laughs> like, what Imagine that? the different, like, things you could put into it yeah. to make different types. Yeah. Right. A little That's bit like of the super fucked up version of Animal Crossing where everybody's <laughs> right. a murderer. And I want a pinch of saffron with my serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what it'll turn out. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, there's just going to be a lot of awkward thoughts throughout this one because, you know. We got to just... keep ourselves happy somehow, right? Exactly. Happy. Mm. Happy. Yeah. I said yeah, happy. Yeah. What is happy. that? I don't know. See, it's it's spreading. It's spreading. It's... Thanks a lot. You're it's welcome. You. It is. I did this to you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So, he discovers that he's impotent, which is not great. And the only real experience to that he seems to have had with a girl during kind of his teenage years occurs when he was 17 and he jumped on an 11 year old friend of his sister's and he wrestled her to the ground and then he came while the girl was struggling in his grasp well now here's a question Hmm. i mean did he think that they might have just been dry humping no (laughs) you know (laughs) And Rubbing even, up on those corduroys, and he was. And like, even if he was, she was eleven, be, and he bing bong. <laughs> Oof, no bing bong. Oh, and that's, he was seventeen. Uh-huh. Oof. Okay, yeah. that's Oof. not good. That's a. I problem. take everything back that I just said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In context: I would be canceled. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, not good. That was his full sexual awakening in his teenage years. Mm. Uh huh. So <laughs> he tries to get into university, but he is rejected. <laughs> of course he is. It's all coming up roses. He then has his first uh, relationship in which he can't get it up. So it doesn't last long. Um, not pun intended. Oh, sad face. That was a very sad face. <laughs> Noodles. <laughs> I don't <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, continue. That's all right. It's sad. Can, I, it's <laughs> so it's, sad. I didn't really, I really didn't do that on purpose. And reading it out loud, I went, hmm, that was <laughs> <laughs> accurate. You're creating serial killers right now. Right? I, I, <laughs> I I'm sorry. I'm sorry. How do you okay. feel about yourself? Pretty good, thanks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he gets drafted in 1957 and serves until 1960. He then starts another relationship where he again can't get happy and his girlfriend innocently asks several of her friends how he could get over this problem, 
which leads to like pretty much everyone he knows finding out about his impotence because I believe they're still in a very small <laughs> villagey type setting. Oh, and people love to talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> so unfortunately, he tries to hang himself. Oh God! Yeah, it doesn't really work, though, does it? It does not. No. Uh, his mother and his mother saves him and some of their neighbors pulled him down, but he is just so ashamed by everything He's that he, he didn't break his neck. Uh, yeah. Well, actually, well, I think depending it was, on the way yeah. I was going to say, I think it's from yeah. a tree. And so, yeah, there's not that long drop that you would get for more mm. of a neck break type thing. Right, right, right. Yeah. Which is a weird thing to know, but I can't remember what we use that to cover for, but... Oh! Oh! It was the one with the lady in San Diego where they said it was a suicide, and oh. it was so not a suicide. Okay. Sorry. That's right. <laughs> That's why we talked about that was fucked up the different too. types of, of hanging. <laughs> I just knew that. I didn't have a reason to know it. I just was aware. I know. I know. <laughs> so, you I know. See, I know. You're just as serious weird as me. It's why I love you. Brit's okay. facts. <laughs> Brit's <laughs> facts. facts about cats <laughs> and death. And, yeah. Asphyxiation. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Wait, is asphyxiation the act of strangling somebody or yourself? No, I guess you can choke. You and that's can asphyxiate by, yourself. Yeah, right. I believe. Okay. I believe it's just. Is there a term for hanging, hanging. specifically? Like, <laughs> no, I never mind. Continue. Like more like a medical term, you mean? Right. No, I think you die from asphyxiation. From asphyxiation, yeah, from exactly. or hang, from or or, or from yeah. a neck. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> so, <laughs> do that. You know <laughs> that no one can one. see you do. You know, no one can that. see me pretend to break Wait. my own neck. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Okay. So yeah, he's he's ashamed. He is not into the current vibe going on where he lives. So he leaves and moves to <laughs> Rostov on Don. Well, that seems like a good thing to do. If you are unhappy in your current situation, if you are... Yeah, you don't like the you, vibe of your village. If you, yeah, if you don't like the vibe of your village and you have the means to do so, at least he was trying to get himself to a place where he might be more successful. Yeah. He then, though, True. brings his mom or his parents and his sister there. <laughs> well, that's not, you don't bring anybody that <laughs> knows about that with right? you. Yeah. Especially your psychotic, abusive mother. So, yeah, he, he uh, moves his parents and his sister there. And eventually, Tatiana, who is his sister, would introduce him to a woman named Faina, I think. Probably wrong with that, but we're going to roll it. It's actually pronounced vagina. <laughs> Fajida. No. <laughs> I want some Fajidas. Vaina. <laughs> so her name's Vaina and how is she his the same age as him or no? I believe she was close to the same age. I didn't write it down, but if I remember correctly, they were they were in the same age range. Mm, okay. He did actually marry her and oh, they wow. managed yeah, and they managed to have two kids. I think it involved a very weird, like him coming and her sticking it. Then it, yeah, you know, whatever like works. Like right? whatever works for you. Yeah, <laughs> they managed managed. to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he ends up getting a degree through a correspondence course course, which allows him to get a job teaching. Yay! Oh, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Young people there. Yeah, so this doesn't go well. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. I'm in danger. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely Ralph Wiggum sitting on the bus saying that he's in danger. <laughs> Ralph Wiggum says he's a killer. <laughs> so first off, he is ignored and ridiculed by his students. So, you know, that's not great. Um, but then. Yeah, but then he also finds himself being sexually aroused by the kids that he is teaching. Okay, minus that part, I was going to say, if there's anybody that should be a serial killer, like gets a pass, a serial killer pass, it's this guy. Until you that, don't till that know last what he's part. Done yet. <laughs> no, yeah, right. Till that part. 
I'm just saying, if anybody to this point should be like, okay, it makes sense, and I'm not going to put you, I'm not going to, you know, you're not at fault here, really, dude. But now that part makes it a little worse. Yeah. A lot worse. A lot worse. A lot of, a lot, a lot of, yeah. Mm-hmm. He decides that he's going to move on from voyeurism to his first known sexual assaults. He full-on gropes a 15-year-old girl in the pool, which causes him to, you know. Oh, my God. Oh, that's right. He's that kind of, yeah. Uh He then assaults and beats a girl that he locked in his classroom. And then he would fondle himself in front of kids and teachers. So I'm confused. Why was he not fired after the first fucking offense? Like... Yeah. Yeah, so the next sentence in all caps, eventually. Like <laughs> eventually. Like months later eventually. Mm. There were enough complaints oh, that they decided that this was an actual thing and that maybe they should do something about it. I mean maybe. I guess it just kind of depends on if they have someone that could take his place and you right, know if the timing's right. Budgetary reasons maybe. Guy. I don't right, know. Right. He's really good with the kids though. Yeah, you know, they they <laughs> fuck noodles. <laughs> Too soon. Too, Too soon. soon. Yeah. Too soon. Yeah, well, in prison, these people don't really last that long, so I'm okay with this. <laughs> well, it's also, uh, we're talking Russian prison, so that's, yeah, a, that's, that's a whole yeah. different level of of uh, interesting. Uh, well, yeah, so they gave him the choice to resign voluntarily or be fired. And, you know, he decides to leave on his own, which also means that none of that, like, this whole, hey, you were fired for... Um, right, he gets his thing. pension and all that stuff. You know. Well, you know, like, it doesn't show up on records and such. Right. So he just goes and get a job at a different school in a different right. place. Oh. Yeah. So, cool. <laughs> okay. What's his name again? Uh, no, you don't get to go look him up. No, no, I was just wondering what his name was. Oh. I want to refer to him as something. Uh, Andre than... Chikatilo. Oh, that's right, Andre. Chikatilo. Sorry, Andre, I don't like you anymore. Yep. Yep. You are a no good, sir. <laughs> this time he, at this school, he's let go due to staff cutbacks. So he finds another school. <laughs> and again, the complaints pile up of his sexual assaults on boys and girls. And his teaching career finally comes to an end in 1981. So, how long was he a teacher? Like, how many years did he get away with this? <sighs> well, Sorry, sorry to put you on the side. No, I'm no, just... no, no. I so I have to say with like Russian media and stuff like that, there is a lot of kind of things that don't necessarily always line up in the sources. Truth. But yeah. Yeah. Okay, so he was in the service until the sixties and then he got his um his degree and all. So I would say Probably at least 10 years. That's what I, yeah, that's what I was thinking. At least, got, yeah. He did this for 10 fucking years. Sorry, can I, I can swear, right? It, oh, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. great. Free. You can, <laughs> this one, you can. She said off. come, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, some people are fine with saying come, but if you say fuck, yeah, how oh dare you? Really? How dare you? Sometimes, yeah. I, yeah, I, 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 this podcast has really stopped me, my filter. Right? Yeah. It's. I mean, you didn't have a great one to start with. Not so. really. It's non-existent nowadays. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, 1981. Like we're talking. It's pretty recent. Yeah. That is a year is older than it's... myself. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say that's like uh, seven, eight years older than I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You Dang. guys are babies. So. Wait, what year were you born? 89. 89. I'm 91. Yeah. Oh, nice. Babies. Okay. Where's Lola when I need her? She's two <laughs> years older than me. I don't feel so old. So so teaching career is over. Yay. Uh, at this point, he gets a job as a supply kirk, kirk, clerk. Just go with it. Supply, I, supply I like kirks. Yeah, supply, <laughs> supply kirk. kirk. He's a supply kirk for a factory that produced construction materials. 
And this job would require him to travel extensively across the Soviet Union, which Mm. turns out to be the perfect breeding grounds from his turn from super pedo bear to full on serial killer. Great. (laughs) I want to know what the Venn diagram is between pedophiles and that turn to serial killers, because something in me says that most pedophiles their goals are different than a serial killer. Mm. I mean, I think that there's some, there's some common commonality between the two, but you know, a pedophile usually stays kind of dormant (laughs) in it's like, I don't know. I I they don't usually murder. It's my own opinion. I think it kind of depends. Um, It seems like with cases where unfortunately children are, killed it's usually to protect themselves um right at least the ones that i've seen though there are some people that just enjoy the act of killing right that's what i'm kind of like the weird hybridness ness of him or maybe just the evolution is Mm -hmm. weird to me yeah well let's uh Let's jump into his evolution. He has evolved. Because I think this this is the first pedophile serial killer that we've covered, correct? I think. Oh, no, 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 no. John Wayne Gacy. Never mind. No, yeah. Yeah, we did. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually was about to bring up Gacy when we were talking. Never mind. Gacy. Pogo Gacy did has... kill a bunch of kids and put him in his, uh, his crawl space. So. <laughs> Which is about roughly the same size as Noodle's house. Not so. roughly. Exactly. Oh, that's right. Oh my god! Wait, and, <laughs> and the fl- and, and the floor plan plan is exactly the same as my 1950 house. And don't you have the same birthday? Or I know you have yes. the same birthday as somebody, but yeah, yes. I thought it was no. Birthday. I think it's Ed Gein. Oh, that's right, Ed Gein. That's right. Oh, is that like August 27th or something? How did you know that? That's weird. Facts I only by know Brit. That. Fast facts by Brit. Um, <laughs> fast facts by Brit. I only know that because my um, this is so off topic. I'm really sorry. We'll get back to it. My sister okay. um, just had a baby uh, in August, and the original due date was August 27th. And oh, she sent me a go. message. She goes, "Oh, please God, don't let him be born on Ed Gein's birthday." <laughs> I love it. Instead, we got noodles. There you so, go. There we go. He was born on the 19th, so he was not born on Ed right. Gein's birthday. All right. Well, speaking of birthdays, uh, he had actually started his foray into murder on December 22nd, which is my birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Sucks to be you. Uh, Yeah. Luckily, well, not luckily, but it was 1978. So at least it wasn't actually like my birthday, my birthday. (laughs) Now that this is, of course, that we know of, you know, there's always the possibility that there was more. But as far as we know. This is when it started. And it was nine-year-old Yelena Zakatnova. I'm going to butcher these names. Sounds good. good. He lured her to an old house that he had secretly purchased, and he attempts to rape her. He, of course, wasn't able to. Well, God, thank you. Thank God for that. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to throw out that trigger warning again. This is where shit gets real, like, funky. Now you throw it. Th- that's, now's the point where stuff gets funky? All right. Well, okay. So more specifically funky. All right. <laughs> so she starts struggling. And he then begins to choke her and stabbed her three times in the abdomen, which, again, caused him to come. So yeah, things are going great. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. He... I gotta say, mm-mm, that's not good. No, no that really—it's <laughs> actually. I, I'm gonna go a little lightly. bit farther than that and say it's pretty, pretty bad, actually. Uh, it's I, yeah, maybe horrific. Even. <laughs> that's a, a good. That's a good like, nine. You got like bad, like pretty bad. <laughs> Really, really Not bad. Good. Maybe. Yeah. Um, like, what is the level here? It's fucked up. Is what it is. Yeah. Does yeah. it make it more fucked up that there wasn't a sexual act to him do- climaxing, or that it was just the act of killing that was enough? It wasn't even killing. It was the inflicting of pain of right. pain. Because if I remember correctly, I did not include this, but if I remember correctly, she did not actually die from those wounds. Oh, oh God. Fuck he this would, guy. 
He, Jesus. though, then threw her body in the nearby river where it would be found two days later. Oh. And the combination of it all. If I remember I thought you correctly. were saying that she survived. Oh, no. No. That's why I said, oh, good. Yeah, no. <laughs> Sorry, I should have made that a little more clear. <laughs> it's like, it was not an immediate. No, she survived. Thing. No? Yeah. No, she didn't. Nope. Uh, that's so, just wishful thinking, I think, on your part. I don't think no. anybody survives in this one. I don't think nope. That's we'll probably. just we'll start out right now. No one survives in this one. Mm. So this situation is one of those ones where you have to figure that if there is a god out there, he just like really hates us because he manages to get away with this despite numerous pieces of evidence that were pointing straight at him. Isn't that weird? It's like here's a question. <laughs> Here's a really sad question. Uh-oh. What if serial killers are just the manifestation of habitual red tape in our society? <laughs> you know? Like, there are way, like, there's a lot of serial killers out there. But the really famous ones are just because our system's fucked. <laughs> Well, I think it's on um, – there's a show called You're Wrong About and they go into murder and they specifically go into uh, the whole like how many – you know, they keep saying like, oh, we're solving so many crimes nowadays. Right. And they're like, we're no. not though. We're, we're solving less than we used to. And the ones that we did solve, a lot of those are, are were false we're, because of falsified yeah, exactly. evidence. Exactly. Right. So we're not solving <laughs> wow. more crimes because it's based on bunk science. Like, yeah. Mm. Just well, to that's bring it something down. to look forward to, everyone. But there will definitely be some great examples of red tape uh, accum- or assisting him in his actions uh, throughout the story. So mm. yes, yes. So yeah, there were drops of blood in the snow near his house where his neighbors saw him the day of the murder. <laughs> Yelena's <laughs> backpack was found on the river ba- bank across a vacant lot from his house. And most incriminating, a witness gave a detailed description of him. They had actually seen him with her at the bus stop where she was last seen alive. Despite all of this, and in part due to his wife basically covering his ass, saying that he was home with her, he was cleared of the crime. Well, you know, okay, I've said this before. You know, in a situation where somebody didn't commit a crime like that, you're hopeful that they aren't filling in the gaps, you know, like, yeah, I mean, you're right. Knowing, you know, knowing all the background story, it's like pretty easy. Like yeah, that person did it, but not knowing, you know, the police not knowing who this person is or the background, I would definitely have (laughs) uh, asked him a lot of questions about where, where he was and why he was with this person Mm -hmm. uh, and where she went. But, um, you can't just be like, okay, he did it, you know, or, you know, I don't know. Right. But you would, you would think there was a lot of I'm certain they had pointing in the, wrong, in the right direction. Yeah. Uh, instead, 25-year-old Alexander Kravchenko, who was a previously convicted rapist and murderous, or murderous, murderer, was arrested for the crime. He had an actual alibi. He was home with his wife and a friend of hers, and they were all seen together by his neighbors. But, you know, this that was just, that was not important. Well, if the shoe fits. Right? So after severe threats to his wife and the friend that had been with them, Kravchenko eventually confessed to the murder, which, of course, he then retracted at his trial. And he was convicted and eventually executed by firing squad in 1983. Ah. So he was peer pressured by his own family to go do this based off of no, his past? they didn't. Uh, the, the, the authorities were threatening his wife and the friend. Right. Like horrendously. And so he decided in oh, order okay. to save his wife to confess to the murder. Wow. Under duress. Wow. And the, yeah. And yeah, and actually ended up being executed for it. Well, I mean. <laughs> I mean, yes, he was a, a rapist outcome. and murderer, but he also had <laughs> served his time. So yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. It is, it's a weird, like, hmm, 
Okay. So anyways, we'll, we'll move on from the moral dilemma of that one. <laughs> so it's thought that this kind of close call with the authorities may have scared him a bit. And his next known murder was actually a whole three years later. That's quite a while. It is in regards to how this usually goes down. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you're right. It usually picks up pretty quick in a ramp mm-hmm. and then they, and then they get too hot and then they, and then they, they have a hiatus and then they, Ramp it up again. Yeah, cooldown periods are so weird for various serial killers. Well, I feel like sometimes they do have like that super high rush of like that Mm -hmm. first kill, and so it sustains them for a while. Yeah, Um, for sure. So I don't know if it was a combination of that and the like, oh shit, I definitely almost got caught, or what. Uh, So we make it now to 1981, in where he meets 17-year-old Larissa Tichenko at a bus stop and he lures her into the woods for some vodka and quote relaxing not not relaxing he's got the like <laughs> this makes me think of the meme you know with John Luke Picard where it's like I don't think you know what that word means it's, right. it's very much that right now alright okay. young young teens out there if any, if any man asks you to go into the woods, woods with the vodka relax. for relaxation the answer Say is no. no. <laughs> don't do it. Don't no. do that. Don't bad, do that. <laughs> bad life choices. So there he again does the whole tries to rape her thing. He fails. And then he forces mud into her mouth as a gag, which just sounds awful. I, I don't know why that's like the thing that's like, uh, but. Who does It's that? horrific. It's it absolutely is. It's horrific. just, it, yeah. So he actually wasn't prepared for murder this time, and so he had no knife. So instead, he ends up beating and strangling her to death, then mutilating her body with his teeth and a stick. The next sentence is just super The next, The next sentence is... <sighs> oh, yeah. This, this one is extra cringy, so I'm just... Throwing that out there. I'm ready for it. I don't know that you are. Bring it on. He even tore off one of her nipples with his teeth, which caused him to ejaculate on her corpse. I just don't even know how you could possibly respond to that. I, I yep, yeah, you both are just sitting. <laughs> It's really awkward laughter on my part because also I wrote that sentence. And you're like, oh, I got to read this out loud. (laughs) Yep. So I was just just thinking. (laughs) Are you ready for nightmares yet? I was just, so the mud thing. I was like, oh, I was going to say like, oh, you know, a lot of times it's the, the benign facts that surround like what present day, you know, TV shows and whatnot portray that really get me, you know, cause blood and gore. I'm like, okay, I've seen all of that. Yeah. I'm used to it. I expect it, mm-hmm. but it's the little facts like putting mud in the mouth. Right. That really just... tweak me. But then it's on the furthest other side of the spectrum is when there's like cannibalistic tendencies and, or like mutilation. Mm-hmm intertwined yeah. with a sexual aspect of it that that also is there because it's so brutal it's just so like it's so alien to the to what we know as normal <laughs> yeah of course yeah, i mean this uh, is it's something completely outside of what you would even as a person who does not obviously do this it's outside of like <laughs> Even thinking, <laughs> like, with your teeth. yeah, no, don't, I don't do that. Um, don't shove ma- you know dirt in people's mouths. Uh, but it's it's so far outside of our thinking that right. when like w- when you listen to something as distressing as that, it's almost like oh no, that can't have happened. There's no way somebody's capable right. of doing something like this. You know, it's funny. I think about the whole um, situation where there is a study that. You know, humans, if there are dots or, uh, you know, on a piece of white paper, our brain wants to connect the dots into a pattern that we recognize. That's why we see faces and like, yeah, you know, so I can see what you're saying. Like, we're trying to reconcile 
through our own experiences (laughs) and even through some of the really horrific things that we have discussed over this podcast. Mm. We're like trying to be, you know, I feel like we have much more experience with trying to being able to actually legitimately connect the dots, but that's just fucked up. Like, well, if we want to just get even more alien, he would later say that he quote danced with joy around her body before loosely covering her in leaves and such, and then just walking away. So yeah. (laughs) Jig. Oh, yeah, he did a little jig. <laughs> he did a little jig. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking so. of like the grandpa from the Willy Wonka. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> that's like the scariest movie out there. I, I hate that oh, movie. Dude, yeah, so. that is an, yeah, that, I'm on board. Man, too. this guy is um, this guy yeah. is twisted. Really Question, sad. Noodles, do you still feel bad for him? <laughs> you know, some part of me does because he's obviously so lost. You know, he is so lost and he has a wife and she's lost too. So I do feel bad for him. I don't feel bad enough to say that he should not um, pay for what he's done. Yeah. I don't know if that's part of the story. I hope it is. (laughs) But, you know, you do. I still do feel empathy for all of the serial killers and people that we talk about because it's just like, man, that's something you can't fix. Fair. There you go. Well, he's now elated and has figured out his general MO, which is basically to find a someone who is generally a child or young adult at a bus or train station, which, you know, he sees a lot of with his work travels. He then lures them to a wooded area, attempts to rape, fails at that, stabs them mutilate and eviscerates them gets off hides them badly and then rides off into the sunset to travel to the next place that his work sends him so he's like cool i got a i got a thing now and and nobody is picking up on like the patterns of near near train stations or bus stops there seems to be the same type of murder well, so this this one was the first one in three years, and then it kind of we'll we'll kind of get to partly why it took a while for everyone to connect the dots. Okay. In many of his earlier killings, he would specifically focus on damaging the eyes, which he would later say was due to the it was like I guess an old kind of Russian wives' tale that his victims kept an imprint so, of his face in their eyes even right. after deaths, and so there was a lot of of damage there as well. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, his next victim was only nine months later, so we went for three years down to nine months and it was in a town that was roughly 40 miles away and then after this he just kind of seems to have not resisted his urges pretty much any longer so between july and december of 1982 he kills another six kids between the age of nine and 18 jesus Uh, yeah it's at this time where he also begins taking male victims as well as female victims, which would help muddy up the waters for investigators. Yeah. It's, it's a, you know, they're looking at, oh, there's some weird female victims happening. And now all of a sudden there's some weird male victims happening. And really they hadn't seen that before. Yeah. And so they were like, okay, what's going on here he then also manages to wait another six months before striking again so there's just this really like super ramped up and then a just complete drop off which is not helping anything and so he waits six months but then within two months of that he had killed five more victims two months five victims yeah that's like a frenzy that's in, right intense what is that and mean? a lot of them too would be like he'd kill one and then he'd wait a few weeks and then kill like three in like two weeks you know it was just bonkers it it i think That's, a lot uh, of it was just if it if the if it the opportunity happened yeah. he was like yeah let's do it like 
That's a, that's almost a tenth murder a day. Mm-hmm. It's a day. Jesus. That's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, mm. I mean, it's it very lot. much. It, it seems like he just found the opportunities, and the opportunities kept presenting themselves. Right. You know, he would do the thing. You know, he's he's in a different place place almost constantly. He would definitely target younger people and in particular people that seemed to be of like uh have less money yeah. or right. might have um you know mental deficiencies like things that that like he would definitely pick easy targets and he knew just the right thing to say like oh you know Oh, you look like you're kind of poor. Hey, come with me. I'll get you a great meal. You know, so he just, <sighs> he figured out how to work the system and he did it well. I always wonder if the spouses know. I don't know. They know was, something's changed, but they just don't know like, oh, it could be work or, you know. Well, sometimes they hide it so well. I mean, yeah, with right. um, Gary Ridgway's wife, right. I believe she and his was. his daughter had yeah, no idea. Yeah. Like, no idea whatsoever at all. But, you know, sometimes people are able to put on, like, that mask. Yeah, they can just compartmentalize it so much. But, I mean, there were... The BTK um, killer, for those that don't know. Yeah, we'll definitely get there, too. But, you know, there there were already signs of things not being right in his marriage with like, you know, the impotence and, and the weird impregnating and stuff like that. So, I don't know, maybe... Maybe, or maybe she just thought that it was, you know, that was the extent of it. I have no idea. Investigators were at a severe disadvantage, having never dealt with a serial killer really before, and being ruled by a regime that refused to admit that such a thing could actually happen in Soviet Russia. (laughs) They're like, yeah, that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen here. That's not a thing. Not a thing in Soviet Russia. So, you know, that's that's really helpful, you know, Man. Ours. So this does lead them to look for two different suspects for the ones near Rostov. Again, because they think there's one for the male uh, victims and one for the female victims. And then there were quite a few others that they hadn't even come close to connecting yet due to them being so much farther away from Rostov. So you've got just a whole swirl of things that are working against investigators at this point i just had a thought did it hurt sorry it did a little bit <laughs> sorry i just had a thought you know over the over the years and years and years that we've been talking about serial serial killers or murders with uh with a cyclical pattern it's either you know oh a mix of they some of them attack males, some of them attack females, some of them, you know, attack both. But now with all of this new gender identity, how does that alter? Like that's going to muddy the waters a lot for investigations. Like a victim profile. Right. Like that's going to create a lot of havoc for folks. If there is like, eh, it's just interesting to think about. I don't know. Continue. I think that disproportionately, um, People who are trans are more likely to be a victim of uh, violence or a victim of, uh, of uh, they, they're more likely to be murdered than those who are not. Right. Um, and but there's such a scale though, right? Like there's a scale on, I don't know. It's just, you know, it's interesting to think about because an individual might identify and, and commonly say, I identify as X, but when they're not there to be the represent representative of what they identify as and they've been murdered, how do you determine what the motive was or what the potential desire profile of a murderer might have been? Right. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the, something yeah. I was thinking about. Like that's what the muddying of the waters kind of was about. Yeah. Um, ew, weird. All right. Well, let's see. I lost my place find it again okay so in total there were now 14 victims six of which had actually been found so that's another part of it is that they're like there's only six people which i mean six is a lot but six is not 14 so Mm -hmm. yeah 
the Soviet authorities at this point can't really continue denying what was going on any longer. We've <laughs> tried to cover this up for yeah, they're, way they're, too long. Mother Russia, it doesn't happen. No. Um, they're, they finally announce that they have a serial killer on their hands on September 6th of 1983. Now, at this point, they bring in a forensic analyst, Viktor Burakov, to head the investigation. He ends up, like, on the investigation through, like, the whole thing. It ends up having, like, he has pretty much, like, a mental breakdown. It's it's a it's a thing. What? Uh, yeah. Because he, of the case or just? Yeah, because of the case. It's pretty horrific. Like, really? I'm not surprised. Yeah. Like, he kind of has a mental breakdown. He takes a little break. He comes back. It's it's a crazy thing. Wow. He, I know that, I have, like... I have a love-hate relationship with this guy. Um, like, I know that it was a different time, but he comes into the investigation and he decides to focus on known sex offenders, homosexuals, and the int- intellectually disabled in regards to finding his killer. So, like, the sex offenders I get. Sure. <laughs> but I would, you know- I would say that the intellectually disabled as well. Just, just from what I know uh uh for you know the history of serial killers there usually is something not developed completely with them with them as individuals as we can see here i mean water on the brain but he specifically and this is this is not my words these are the words that were he was looking for people that were like retarded quote unquote so like oh really not legitimately looking for like intelligent right (laughs) differentiations but just Right. Looking so, for re- retarded individuals. Okay. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> so, like, I had, I know it was a different time, but it was not that long ago. So, I yeah. have such Anyways. hope for these people. <laughs> yeah, no. There's, right? no. You have to stop having hope, honey. That's you have not what we're just, here they, for. They're gashed on the rocks every time. They really time. are. They One of these so days. Uh, okay, so they did They did manage to get several confessions after prolonged, brutal interrogations. Yeah, of, that always works, doesn't it? <laughs> it does, yeah. yeah. Uh, especially of the latter group, which would be the intellectually disabled. Jesus fucking Christ, I'm sorry. This is pissing me off so <laughs> much right what now. That, what was that case that we uh, – there was a Netflix uh, – um, Stephen Wright – um, I, I don't know the guy's name, but he his cousin – or his um, – his nephew was mentally. Um, oh, Stephen you, Avery, Brandon Dassey. Stephen, yeah, there yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Brandon, Brand, yeah, Brandon, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Brandon that Dassey. one. That one is a whole nother round of. Whew. So yeah, you know they they were eventually deemed false, at least for these cases, and. <sighs> You know, after doing this, they managed to solve more than 1,000 unrelated crimes using these tactics. So, you know, that's yeah, cool. Resolved. Woohoo. Go, go, good job, guys. Go, and Russia. <laughs> and no more. And that's least, enough pie. At <laughs> least four of the people that they browbeat into confessions died by suicide. So. I'm so angry know. right now. <laughs> I know you were like you were like ready to punch something. I really uh, am. Yeah. So uh with all of their <laughs> crack detective work, the body count continued to rise, strangely. This is so weird. We've done all the work. I know. Nothing's, you know, nothing's we, changing anything. We solved all these crimes. Why why is the body count going up? It just doesn't make sense, sir. I know. It's weird. And uh, with that infuriating note, that is where we will end this week's episode. (laughs) You fucking blue balls. I mean, it's just getting worse and worse as we continue. So I guess that's, you know, a good place to end. Jesus Christ. So, uh, so yeah. So next week, uh, you can join us. For the end of the tragic story of the rest of Chikatilo's victims, um, cats. Yeah, I'll, I can give you one more cat fact. Um, they yes. do a um, a cat festival um, at the uh, at the Hermitage Museum where they invite people to like make portraits of the cats and <laughs> uh, people donate to the cats. 
and it's really nice and lovely <laughs> and it makes me happy. So um, if you get sad, think about the fact that the cats get like a whole day to themselves, Yay! like a solstice celebration to the cats. They don't get just a whole day. They get like the whole year. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. well, like a specific like a specific day. For yeah. It's like yes. a, cat, a, cat, a cat festival pretty much, it's which great. I'm like, oh, I got to I got to be a part of that one day. Yes, yes. <laughs> just because that was so downer, I had to yes, I had yes. to give us another Thank cat fact. Thank you. Best cat uh, facts. More cat facts. Uh, so yeah, so that's so that's it. So uh, hopefully you'll come back. Hopefully. I mean, I gotta know. I gotta know. Right? Yeah, you gotta like. I I know if you're like us, you gotta you gotta know the end of the story. Uh, so on that note, rate, review, subscribe. <laughs> um, tell you can this one. You can. The past few weeks, you can definitely tell me how much you hate me. That's okay. I won't take it personally. I know I'm just, I'm, I'm throwing, I'm throwing. <laughs> yeah, you went from toy box killer to this. <laughs> to this. I know. Jesus. What you got next? Israel Keys or Jesus something? Oh my God. Yeah. Right. I know. This, this next week maybe need to be one of those like stupid crimes type things. Just yeah, like, like the ice pellet cleanser. <laughs> <laughs> that one's, that one's light. <laughs> Yeah, you know, totally. Crimes are so light. They're just so, you know, fluff. Yeah, definitely, you know. Um, So, yeah, so on that note, uh, thanks for joining us. And uh, we will talk to you next week. So, goodbye from me, Noodles. Goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. (laughs) And Britt, thank you for joining us. (laughs) Look up some really fun cats. That'll make you happy. I'm allergic to cats. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) I can't help you then. (laughs) Yep, you're totally <laughs> fucked. I'll just All right. look up pace notes. All right. There All you right. go. <laughs> Perfect. All right. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Jesus, fuck. Thanks for listening. You can check out our website at todieforpodcast.com. If you'd like to follow us, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at to die for podcast, as well as our fluffy fam on Instagram at to die for podcast underscore fluffy fam. If you'd like to send us an email, to die for podcast at gmail.com. Cover art is thanks to Joelle Haight, and original music was created by Vincent Amston. Have a spooky day.